What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to season four of the Good Men Exist podcast. If you are not caught up already, feel free to listen to seasons one, two, and three. I can promise you, you won't be disappointed. And then at the end of the show or even the season, feel free to comment, DM me. Let me know something that worked for you. Let me know something that enlightened your mind to let me know that I'm still providing value. I hope you enjoy those. And I hope you enjoy this episode of season four. You can't heal my wounds When you're the reason I'm still blue You can't be my guide When you're the reason I'm still blind What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Good Men Exist podcast. And we have a very, very special treat for you all today. I know I've been saying since season one that I was going to have some people on the show. And you have been listening to the show and have been like, Jarrell, where are all the people? Well, I have finally kept my word to you all. We have someone who was, who, you know, I, I will say we've probably known each other or known, aka Instagram buddies for no less than six to eight months, probably more than that. Uh, we've been connected on there for a while and chatting for a while as well. And so we finally decided that why not combine forces and bring both her talent and mine together and hopefully bring you all something that's amazing and that you'll listen to over and over again. So without further ado, let me give you a little bit of background about my guest today. First and foremost, she is a multi-talented, award-winning entrepreneur and philanthropist. And she is a woman's empowerment coach, and she has been through her own personal journey, which I'm sure she may touch on today. She is also the founder and host of Love Most, the podcast with Dea. She is a CCM artist, singer, and songwriter, and she also adds published author to her list. She also speaks multiple languages. I am like one and a half, so she's definitely beating me in that category, but hopefully I can get on that list of uh, multilingual. At some point this year was a goal, but I got to get back to it. And also she has some additional accolades that include the Huggies Mom Inspired Grant Award by Kimberly Clark for her innovative mom and baby product idea, the Mama Taco Towel. And she also has the presence called a service award for her global giving efforts in Uganda, Africa, among countless other things like her resume is probably the most impressive that I have seen, which is why I'm so honored to have her on the show today. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I present to you, Miss Dea. Dea, how are you doing today? Oh, thank you for such a great introduction. And you know, <laughs> before I start, I have to say, that I'm such a huge fan of your work. I, I think you give hope to so many women out there in the area of healthy communication and healthy relationships, which is so needed today. So thank you so much again for having me here today. It's an honor. Of course. Thank you for reaching out. I know this has been a long time coming with both of our schedules, probably mostly mine. I, I do apologize, but we are finally here and yes. we have so much to talk about. So I'm excited and I know you are as well. Absolutely. So I wanted to, before I start diving into the conversation, I wanted to give you this little piece of information, why today's such a special day to start here uh, on, on this opportunity, on this podcast with you. Mm -hmm. A year ago, almost to the date, which is tomorrow, I was hospitalized for the first time because I was hospitalized twice with COVID. I almost didn't make it. Wow. So 
sitting here today, almost a year to the day, to celebrate such an important thing, which is called second chances. I mean, this is the perfect, the perfect opportunity to talk about such an incredible subject um, of second chances. So I'm super excited about it. Well, first of all, I'm definitely glad that you were able to fight through that. I know COVID uh, is, is, I know a few people who have had it and, you know, they were some of the blessed ones who were able to, uh, you know, make it through it. I know some that who were unfortunately not, you know, uh, able to, but I'm glad that you were to be able to be here and to celebrate this opportunity with you. So um, second chances, ladies and gentlemen, that is the topic for today. And with you having such um, an in-depth knowledge of second chances and everything. I want to start off with a question, you know, in, in understanding that a second chance is needed and all that goes with that, from your point of view, when you look at second chances, like it's subjective, right? It could be a personal thing, like oh, I need to get past this, whatever it is, I know I made a mistake, or it could be with someone else, you know, who may be a friend, family member, a, a partner. It could be a, a plethora of things. But in looking at it from that perspective, what is one of the first things you think needs to happen to be the catalyst to begin healing for a second chance? Okay. So first and foremost, you know, when I think of second chances, a few things come to mind, healing, self-love, self-awareness, self-discovery. Until you work on yourself, nothing really changes. The external world seems to be more about perception and expectation than reality in general, but especially when we're struggling, be in relationship or a work situation. Anytime we need a second chance, whether it be health related or just emotionally related or in a relationship with someone else, you know, we really need to keep an open mind. Uh, the catalyst to healing actually is desire. It requires an action, the kind of action that stems from our will, meaning you have to want to do better. You have to want to know that where things are, they can't stay, right? Most people that that want to heal, now they may not say it in that exact way, but healing is a commitment to self. It's a decision right. that you make to heal. And it definitely, I mean, it definitely starts with desire, whether it appears to be that way in the moment or not. And I'll explain that a little down the road. I just wanted to see if you had any more questions concerning that statement. No, I think that is one of the big things. And I know you uh, listen to my podcast. So one of the biggest things I talk about is action. Like we can't be in a, a place of being idle, but then expect grand results. It just doesn't add up, right? One plus one has to equal two. I don't care which way you do it. I know I learned arithmetic one way as a kid and now they teach it a different way, but either way you swing it, it still equals two. So having that desire and then understanding that there needs to be a plan and an executable plan, not just something that you pull out of the sky. It has to be something that you say to yourself, hey, how am I going to do this? And then actually holding yourself accountable to get it done. So I 100% agree with you with yes. desire as an action. Yes. And, you know, accountability and responsibility, obviously, are part of that equation. I honestly think there is really no specific way to show up for your own healing journey, because I think that most people are more in the presence of their pain than in the presence of their brokenness, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't really at the moment know that they need to heal. A lot of what we go through when we need to heal, when, when pain shows up, front and center, we are, you know, either blaming other people or we're feeling entitled or we don't really know what happened. You know, there's all these questions of why. So 
we get lost in, we tend, in general, people tend to get lost in people, places, and things when they really don't know who they are and what they're here for. This is why I stated at first that, you know, healing, uh, self, second chances won't happen until you really know who you are, until you do the work, be, until you're accountable, until you're responsible, until you go into the journey of self-discovery, you know, self, self-healing, self-love, all of those mm-hmm. things are components of, of a second chance. So healing really is a front and center, you know, because healing has many layers, as I mentioned. So the moment that you realize that you want better for yourself, and I think that's how desire looks like for most people who are struggling. It's not like you wake up, oh, today I desire to heal. It doesn't happen that way, okay? It'll, it'll look like something like this. Either I can take this anymore, or I need to do something different so I don't stay on this place. I don't feel right about what my life, the way my life is going. Um, I wish I could do things differently. In my own words, I said that I just want a different life. Mm-hmm. When I went through my own struggles, those are the words that came out. I had no idea what that different life was because my point of reference was of struggle, was of pain. And most people, to be quite honest, they, they stay in pain because it's comfortable. It's painful, but it's all they know. So it is difficult to reach that space. Um, What I want to say, though, is that what I feel encouraged about in my own journey, and it's something that I can share on a personal level, is that even when I didn't know what that was, that was enough for me to actually start, call it power of intention. You know, things started to happen. I started Mm -hmm. to find books, articles, see something, a post on social media. When we put the thought and the desire out there, even if we don't know exactly what it's supposed to look like, you better believe people are going to show up. Books are going to pop up on Instagram or or whatever, you know, on a search engine. It's amazing. It's amazing Mm -hmm. what happens in that space. I I agree with you. And and one of the things that you mentioned was kind of like the acceptance of needing to be in a better space and being comfortable. Like I talk about it as content. People may call it, you know, comfortability. But one of the things I think that people have the biggest issue with is not being able to sacrifice the things that they are used to in order to go to a greater level. And that that's very interesting to me because like I use the example in my podcast is like someone will say, I want to make more money. But then once they get off the job that they say that they hate so much, they'll go home and just watch Netflix for the next six hours until they go to bed instead of actually putting a foot forward and doing something that's actually going to be actionable to take them to that next place. And it's like, OK, you have to first accept that, hey, this isn't where I want to be. So how can I do something differently to be able to do it? So at what point can you speak of personally was your acceptance of, you know, the struggle and how you were going to pull yourself out of that? Well, I think I'm one of those people, the, the few people that actually have realized early on in the healing journey that most of my struggles were self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes a lot of emotional humility to get there. One of the questions that I had to ask was, what was my role in my pain? Right. So when I identified what those were, what my role was, and I'm not talking about blame here. I'm talking about the role, the part, the way that I chose to take part in my struggle. And and for me, I'm talking on a, on a, a relationship in the in the relationship area. Um, mm-hmm. But even in other areas of my life, anytime something didn't quite go, I was like, OK, you weren't aligned with what you said you wanted. You see, most people are not aligned. They, they'll they say they want something. I wanted to have a different life or a different relationship, but I didn't show up in the way that I needed. My role in my pain 
was sometimes I was complacent. Sometimes I was a hope junkie. Doesn't mm. necessarily mean you did anything wrong or right. It's not about the right way or the wrong way. It's really just the way you chose to take part in the moment. And a lot of people have external causes. You know, if you talk about relationships or, uh, uh, you know, a marriage of a long time and you have children involved, that may be something that stops your, you know, from taking further actions. So it's not that we can blame a person for it, but there's still the the part of the healing process that requires responsibility and accountability. And when I did that, when I looked at what I did or didn't do, I shifted into a different space. Mm -hmm. I shifted into my power. I stopped blaming circumstances. I stopped blaming people. I stopped blaming the events. You know, I said, you know what, my storms will not define me. I Mm -hmm. can do better. I can, you know, Um, One of the things that was actually super important was because I'm talking now in terms of relationship. And I think a lot of people, when we think of second chance, we think of another another relationship. Right. It's not uncommon that women would dream for that. And we'll go we'll go deeper into it later on. But when I chose to heal, you know, my heart was broken. And then but I, I, I in the moment that I took my power back and I said my role in my pain, I said, you know what? I'm not damaged. My right. heart is broken, but I'm not damaged, and my heart is mending. And when I made that statement, my heart is mending, the world just shifted for me, okay? Because when the heart is mending, when a broken heart is mending, you're not erasing the brokenness. You're not invalidating your pain. You're acknowledging that there is brokenness, but you're shifting your emotions. You're shifting your perspective. You know, something that I mentioned early on, you know, we are sort of entangled in this expectation and perception of something that we think is reality. But sometimes what we think reality is just how we feel about what's going on. So it was important to make those distinctions. You know, it it did a world of good for me to shift from a place of victim to now I'm in charge of my happiness. Wow. So everyone can struggle with this, but in the, the terms of a relationship, right? Um, some women rightfully or maybe unrightfully so play the quote unquote victim. And I, I want to be careful because I don't want to, you know, trigger anyone. But do you think that people who I guess accept a victim role and refuse to look at their uh responsibility or their actions that play to that, do you feel like that there's no really or I guess real way to come out of that if they don't erase that mindset of victim? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think that, first of all, it's important to acknowledge that when we are in a place of victim, a lot of people are dealing with trauma, you know, trauma bond, and they're dealing with things that really doesn't, that will not allow them to to get to the place that I was. You know, I was, I had done a lot of work on myself prior to even having the type of problems that I end up having in my life. So I have had some sort of preparation, if you, if you will. And so it's not that it was easy because it wasn't easy, but it did create, I had a foundation that I gravitated towards, which was of, I have to be well. I had that always in my mind, you know, as a mom of five and a grandmother, and being that I was especially, you know, I was in my, gosh, it would have been in my early fifties when I went through this, this stage of, you know, that I had to kind of do a little inner 
inventory for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I had this, this emergency mode. I got to be here for my kids. So I think that was the drive behind it, more, more or less. I think some people, when they don't have access to that part, that is that emergency mode, put your mask on first so you can help your family or your, your passengers, your fellow passengers on a, on a, on a, and let's say as a metaphor, if you're in an airplane and there is something that happens, you, you have to know that all masks fall at the same time for everybody, meaning right. we all have the same chance to, to, to help <laughs> ourselves, right? Instantly, mm -hmm. we all have the same opportunity to help ourselves. However, you know, if we don't put our masks on first, we're going to run out of air before we help anybody else. So it's kind of like our responsibility to make sure we take care of ourselves. Now, people don't may not be in the presence of that just because of the predicament they're in. There are many situations. And as you said, you didn't want to trigger anyone. The victim role sometimes is darker for some people. So mm -hmm. it is it is I, I would hope that everyone would have an opportunity to tap into that place that they can get out of where they are. And, and I'm going to actually go into what I talk about in, in, in the process of healing, which is self-care. And you will understand why. So to answer your question, when, we, when I talk about self-care, I go into four areas. And I think it's vital when someone is looking for healing because it touches on four things that are important, okay? Everybody knows what physical self-care is. Now, when you're really in, in need of healing, which is emotional healing, physical care sometimes is helpful because you can go, you know, get a massage or maybe just watch a movie or take a nice bubble bath with some relaxing music. You give yourself permission to take care of you physically, which is important. Then you have what I call the area of choice. Here you choose to give yourself permission to invest in your healing. You look, you seek professional help, be a coach, or some people need a little further work. They look for a therapist or a psychotherapist, depending on what your issue is. Then I talk about self-preservation. You know, here you start to identify and you learn to say no to the things and to the people and their actions towards you that no longer serve you. This is a really important, women in particular don't know how to say no. We are nurturers by nature. We want to help everybody, take care of everybody. And then we don't know how to take care of ourselves. It's not uncommon, okay? Mm -hmm. And the fourth one, which is the most important one, in my opinion, or at least one that pops in my mind to kind of try to answer the question that you asked when people can't get out of that victim role. You know, like I said, sometimes they just feel so alone. They're in so much darkness that they can't re really see it. But ideally, people will understand the value of a tribe and a tribe is your support system. So basically what I'm saying is we're never alone, okay? No one is alone, but when we are in darkness, we we actually isolate ourselves. And that's the part that is kind of sad in a way. Um, and that's why I say in my heart, I hope every woman who's listening to this will understand the importance of a good support system. It doesn't mean that you have to be in the, in the presence of 30 people. It really could be one other person or two yeah. other people, people that are like-minded and they don't have to know or think exactly the way you do, but people who can actually hold you accountable and support you when you need help. You know, um, some people have friends that for me, my friends pray for me, prayer, prayer works. You know, I've known people that are not even Christians that say, would you pray for me when they're struggling? So prayer is important. Mm -hmm. People who make you feel understood, you know, because it gives you that sense of validation, which is so important for healing. So those four things, I think that um, like I said, and I hope who, anyone who is listening, who is in need of some kind of, you know, emotional makeover in, in the area of healing would understand how important and vital it is to surround yourself with the right people, the right things, 
the right books, the right videos, the right podcasts. <laughs> Listen to Jarrell, um, you know, because, you know, it's important because as there is a lot of, as you know, in, in either social media or even in search engines, we have a lot more access now to things that are helpful. Now, right. it doesn't mean that people may not need to go into their personal work. Now, I understand also reality, you know, in reality, a lot of people, many people cannot afford to hire a coach or work with a therapist. And that's why I say, you know, even though the, what's out there on search engine is general, mm -hmm. it is very helpful. There are a lot of people who are working uh, like yourself, you know, your podcasts are super insightful. I mean, it brings hope to so many women, you know. So I think that if people actually want to do the work, they can find a way. You know, they can literally Google healing from trauma or healing from a broken marriage or healing and stuff will pop up and you can read tons of insights from people like myself who have gone through it. You know, I've gone through the storms and I came on the other side to tell the story and um, you can find a lot of information. Uh, 100% agree. And one of the biggest things that I, I take from that, while all four hold value individually, one of the biggest things that I even spoke on myself was the value of a true support system. Um, when you talk about not being alone, and I know in many cases, depending on what people are going through, it may feel like they are alone and no one supports them and no one cares what they're going through. And much like you said, it doesn't take 30, doesn't necessarily take a village, but you know, if you have three to four or even one to two, whatever that number is for you, people mm -hmm. who unequivocally have your back when you're in the right, they may correct you, but you know, when you're in the right, when you're in the wrong, you know, when you're up, when you're down, they only see you for who you are and who they know you to be. Right. Yeah. And they understand that, you know, we make poor decisions sometimes. Sometimes we make mistakes and, you know, they're going to give it to us straight when we need it and they're going to soften the blow when we need it. Absolutely. And now that we, we kind of listed all the, the things that will lead to self-discovery, you know, self-care, self-acknowledgement, self self-awareness, self-discovery, you know, I wanted to touch on second chances because second chances, it, it's something, it's interesting. What are second chances, right? A second mm -hmm. chance is a new chapter. It's a new opportunity to do something in a new and different way, right? Now, what are second chances not? Your second chance is not a man or a car or a job mm -hmm. or a relationship status or a neighborhood that you live in and so on and so forth. You get the point. Uh, we are our own second chance. And I think that when you start working on yourself, basically what you're doing is giving yourself permission to grow, you know, to know who you are and what you're here for. Now, I have a philosophy, philosophy that basically says that we divorce ourselves long before we divorce our partners. And I want to be speak of partners gingerly because gingerly, mm -hmm. meaning partners can be, for some people, a partner is a husband or a mate. Uh, for some people, a partner is a job. You know, you may be a workaholic, maybe single and be a workaholic. For right. some people, a partner is a family dynamic that is extremely toxic, you know. And for people who are Christians, it could be the enemy, believing in the enemy's lies, as they say. So mm -hmm. before we attempts to connect with anyone out there, we need to reconnect with ourselves. You know, we need to go back to that place. You are your second chance. And that's something that I couldn't, absolutely couldn't emphasize enough. You know, um, I think that when people are aligned with a partner and they become 
a part of their lives in such a way that they lose themselves, the external here is the driving force of their existence. And then it becomes an issue because eventually, now whether you're uh, single, divorced, or unhappily married, and even happily married people, believe it or not, they find ourselves in that place that they kind of lost themselves. It's so important to recognize where we stand and we have to do an inventory of, of ourselves in order to be able to reconnect with who we are down to the core. Who did you come here to be? What is your purpose? Yes, you may have the role of a wife, mother, sister, daughter, or in your job, a supervisor or a boss, but you are a person with a purpose. You know, we need to be aligned with that. A second chance is not a dream. It is a new reality with a new narrative filled with actions, as I said earlier, actions that stem from our will, where people, places, and things do not get to dictate the way that we feel, you know, mm -hmm. or the way we are. You know, we give ourselves permission to grow and we make the commitment to ourselves to find peace within, to be happy, whole, and healthy, and to actually become the person we want to attract. Now, I always say this, okay, when you're working on your second chance, you know, let's say you really feel that you want to be married someday or that you want to be happy in the relationship you're in. Mm -hmm. If you are happy, whole and healthy at the end of that journey, if there is somebody there or the person that was already there gets to take that road with you and do life with you in that way, that's wonderful. But guess what? If you end up doing that road by yourself, you know, we're really not alone, but I mean, by yourself, meaning with not a person that you thought was the person, um, that's okay because you're happy, whole, and healthy. And happy, whole, and healthy isn't perfect, okay? It doesn't mean you're not going to have bad days or questions or you're not going to need more healing in other areas. Right. Happy, whole, and healthy is a state of mind. It's a decision that you make to embrace life and do life. And listen, I almost died of COVID, okay? I always been very grateful and positive. And of course, like everybody else, I struggled and had my own issues. But when I came out of that experience, you know, I decided I didn't need any more time to figure <laughs> that out. You know, I said, listen, Daya, you're going to go and be happy, whole and healthy, even even if things aren't that way. But you're going to do it. You're going to, to really be intentional about that. Now, that was my edge. OK, everybody, you don't need to go to the hospital and die of COVID almost to, to figure this right. out. I'm telling you, everybody, you have your own edge. B, some people have a loss of a family member. Some people go through a divorce or a loss of a child or maybe a loss of an important job. Everybody has that edge. And the good news is all of us have the power to declare and decree victory over ourselves. Meaning you make the decision to do better, to think better, to say better, especially to say better, because it's so important to have a new narrative, a narrative that's truthful, that's honest, but it's positive. Right. If you don't see the silver lining, you know, you can't move forward. Okay, understand that you're tired, exhausted, and some people feel like they could actually die because they're so tired, but don't say that part. Say, mm -hmm. I'm exhausted, I am so tired, I don't know how to go on, but... I get to go to bed tonight. I have a home and a, and a cozy bed to sleep in. I can sleep for the next eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours and wake up refreshed. We insert a positive comment uh, an appreciation, if you will, something that you're grateful for to kind of counterbalance the reality. Because, you know, we can't go through life lying about what we're feeling, right? We have to be honest about right. how we're feeling or about our set of circumstances. But the only way to shift is to have a new narrative. Those are at least 25 gems that I heard. And, <laughs> and hopefully everyone 
can, you know, pull out your notepads. You know, I know I typically tell you all to, you know, pull over if you're on the, the highway, but all great stuff, uh, Dea. But one of the things that I also want to dive into is, which may be tricky for a lot of people, because I always say that, you know, you were on your journey long before you became a parent, before you became a wife, a husband, before you became a sibling. And so you have to acknowledge that and understand that certain people are passengers for life and some people are passengers up to the next three exits. It just depends on, you know, how things play out. But you talked about, you know, having that self-care and self-love, even when it's in a relationship, you know, so one of the things that may be harder to do, and I would probably say more so for uh, women than men, is hold on to who they are as a woman, still hold their power, still hold their understanding, their uh, femininity and everything that comes with it within the relationship, because they may be bending a little bit to please who they're with or things of that nature. So what would you give that woman who may be somewhat struggling with who she is inside of a relationship and then how does she pull that back to further come into who she is and maintain that throughout the duration of that relationship based on the concept that you know we and i said that earlier we have the power to to really define how to take part when we make a choice to take care of ourselves we show up better mm -hmm. okay a lot of times we're seeing things from the perspective of, well, I'm kind of entangled here as a wife or as a mom, and this is pulling me this way, that way. Listen, there are ways that you can reconnect with yourself. There are ways that you can maintain your integrity as a human, as a person, as a woman. You know, women have influence. We're very powerful. Mm -hmm. Okay, men may have authority, but women have influence and together you have to figure out the way to make it work. But I think there's nothing more powerful than self-awareness, self-knowledge and self-discovery. Because when you take care of you, you show up better for someone else. Now, I wanted to bring an analogy here that I actually talked about with my, my uh, I was working out this morning and we're mm -hmm. talking about healing and talking about the mending hearts and whatnot. And it, it occurred to me that I was working out and I was mentioning something about, well, I need to lose weight, but I, I feel good that I'm toning though, because when the weight comes off, everything underneath will be toned, right? Mm -hmm. And it hit me like out of nowhere that this is part of the healing process. Imagine that you're working on a certain area of your life, just like you said, what if a woman is kind of like in between, you know, being a good wife and serving and, you know, making that system work, but she also wants to take care of herself. Don't right. underestimate the power of just be working at something because we are women especially live many seasons so in the season of being a wife and taking care of small children you're going to have many shifts and many seasons and many roles along the way but that doesn't mean you don't work at something much like when i'm working out to lose weight but you know what i'm not losing the weight yet but my muscles are getting toned something yeah. else is getting worked on in the process so not to lose sight of that, okay? Because the truth is we're not going to be able to sit and heal all in one sitting. Healing is a process without a final destination, just so you know. <clears throat> not to make you feel not hopeful. No, be hopeful because it is the journey. You know, I always like to say, you know, when I have to share my story about my own struggles and my own healing journey, you know, it, people aren't interested in the triumph part. They're interested in my story. So it's mm -hmm. not the story of the triumph. It's the story of the journey. And that's how you have to look at yourself. Every step that you take, even if it's a small step, and I say to my clients, do it daily. Do something daily for you, whether it starts with standing in front of the mirror every day and saying, you know what? I deserve all good things. When you stand in that space of deserving, you're going to start seeing things even in that 
relationship within your marriage to try to please your husband or to try to accommodate certain things, you're going to find the value in it. Mm-hmm. You're going to start seeing things from a place of it's a blessing. It's a gift as opposed to it's taken away from me. It's preventing me from being who I need to be. No, you become somebody else in that space. You become powerful and influential and you're going to start to take part in it from a different perspective, not feeling put upon or put off by it. Do you know what I mean? Because right. if you're working on little things like that for yourself. So, hey, listen, I know when I was, a, my kids were young, it was hard for me to take, you know, an afternoon for myself to go shopping mm-hmm. or go get a manicure. It was like, I was so guilty. You know, I felt mm-hmm. so guilty. But you know what? It's okay because at that time, that was the season I was in. But when my kids got older, oh, I went to get mom a little manicure. You know, I gave myself permission to go and I felt good about it. Eventually, my daughter got older and now we go get manicures together, you see? So the right. same thing that might have made you feel guilty, now it's a blessing. So in the season that you're in, so I'm, what I'm saying is don't lose hope, okay? Don't lose hope because we women, especially women, we have so many roles and so many seasons in our lives. And with that, we have many opportunities to fine-tune something or another. Well, you know, they have always said to myself and anyone who... I may have shared your your reels or posts with you have such a soft approach with an impactful message, you know, and the aura that you have, who you are as a person, the work that you're doing uh, is is clearly heard through how you speak and the passion that you have and what you do. So I really think that everything that you've said today is going to help more people than I can count, more people than you and I will ever know. So. I definitely appreciate you taking the time to come out, but I do want to give you the opportunity to mention anything else before we get into a few other things, um, kind of like a, a free for all, anything that's on your mind that you want to uh, tell the people um, about yourself, your experiences or any way that they can reach out to you. Okay. Well, one of the things, since you mentioned the word passionate, you know, this is something that comes to mind and I wanted to give the, have the opportunity to mention about this course that I'm launching on, on June 1st, because this is why I became so passionate about helping women, whether they're divorced, single and happily married and, and happily married, um, because I believe that we have the opportunity to get to reconnect with and evolve into the healthiest version of ourselves. As I mentioned before, ideally, we become the person we want to attract. And that's going to work in all areas, not just in the area of relationship. So I wanted to share about my course is actually called My Second Chance. And the reason why I made it My Second Chance is because I want people to say that to themselves. I'm taking mm-hmm. a course, My Second Chance, meaning you're taking your power to work on yourself, giving permission to work on yourself. It's an eight-week live course that starts on June 1st, as I mentioned. We meet once a week for a couple of hours. Um, I am actually running a, we have, okay, we have four guest experts who work in the areas of nutrition, personal branding, mental wellness with affirmations and physical wellness with a breathing and stretching class. There are other four modules that are all a part. We're going to talk about, again, self-care, self-love, creating a new narrative. We're going to talk about healing and more. Um, The registration is actually open, you know, and because I'm doing this with you today, I am running a spring sale that started yesterday and the code is MSC for my second chance, MSC 50. I'm giving a 50% discount for the spring, uh, all into summer when the course, of course, starts on June 1st. So we're going to run it all the way to the end. We want as many people to sign up and have access to this opportunity to really invest on themselves. I want to say to all the women that are listening, listen, you are powerful. 
You are beautiful and you deserve to have good things and work on yourself, give yourself that gift, you know, to really reinvest or invest on reconnecting with you. Because when you show up as you, when you show up authentic, you know, you're going to be better to everyone else around you. We're powerful. And actually, you are definitely enough and, and wonderful. So I hope that I'll hear from some people that are listening to this. The way to find it is to go on my website at www.deamusicministry.net. And there's a tab on the top that will say my course. And that's what you'd click in to find out more about it. You know, check it out. Read about it. I have a little video at the top and all of the topics of the course. So I'd love for people to check that out. Awesome. So if you all got a ton of value from our conversation today, you can only imagine how much you're going to get from Dea's course. And I don't want price to be an option for anyone. So what I'm going to do, Dea, if you don't mind, if you go and reach out to me or Dea, it, either of us, we, we talk, so it's all good. I'm actually going to pay for someone's course, anyone who reached out or reaches out to me. Uh, if you want to be a part of Dea's course and you don't have it or whatever the case may be, or you're not sure about it, I will cover it for you. I will do this for uh, one person who calls, but hopefully, um, or DMs me, however you reach out to me, but hopefully you all find the value here. There's a lot of great stuff in there, but definitely reach out to one of us. Use the code. Yeah, the code is MSC for my second chance. So MSC50. And you know what, Terrell, because you are actually going to um, do a seat for one. I'm going to match that and also do a seat for one. So now we have two people that are going to benefit from this. And we want to make sure that, you know, you understand the, the our commitment as as coaches, as as you know, as we try to inspire people every day with our work is really to help people get to that space where they they love who they are. You know, I'm at a point that I can say, you know, after so much struggle, honestly, I feel like I would be my friend. I would have a relationship with me. And when you can get to that place, you know, we, we especially women, have torn ourselves apart in front of the mirror. I know I did for so many years. And now I can finally stand in front of it. I still don't like certain things about my body, but that's another conversation. Mm -hmm. But within that, though, I have such great appreciation for the work that I've done. I'm so proud of myself for really having the courage to invest in myself. I also had to do what I'm asking you to do. You know, I had to invest in myself. I hired a coach. I had counseling. I had therapy. I had all of the above, plus read books, took courses. So I want to encourage everyone to, to, to try. And we definitely want to help someone if you can't do it, you know. So we're going to go uh, one for one here. We're going to have two people, one from Jarrell and one from my end that we can give a seat as well. There you have heard it here first. You have no excuses now. You have two free seats to go check out Dea's course to get the most of it and make a better version of yourself. Dea, one more time, uh, give them any emails, any social medias. How can they reach out to you? Yes. So at Dea Ministry, so that spells D-E-A-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. So Dea Ministry on Instagram. And I have a link tree on Instagram uh, that has all of my endeavors, my YouTube channel, my music, my you name it. Everything is on there. <laughs> the products I endorse and my my merchandise. The website is www.deamusicministry.net. And that you can see on the top, all of the tabs with everything there as well. 
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Dea, first of all, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We definitely have to do this again. I appreciate it so, so much. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. You have no, I was, I, I told you before we started, I'm a huge fan. So I'm, this is like a dream come true to me <laughs> because we talked so long ago about doing this and just yeah. being in it today. It's like, wow, this is incredible. Thank you so much again. No, thank you. I am honored. And thank you all for listening to another episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share it with a friend, a family member. I greatly appreciate it. If you haven't rated it on Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify, please do me a kind favor. Give me four or five stars. I would greatly appreciate it. And as usual, I hope each and every one of you is doing well. And as always, be great people.